What's up, everybody? Robin E. here on a new episode of Pillow Talk. As always, appreciate you for tuning in with me on this episode and every episode. The love is always, always appreciated. Make sure you guys check out the YouTube page, Robin E. Vet. All of my interviews will be posted on there exclusively, so make sure that you tune in, like, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. Make sure you check out the Pillow Talk Facebook page. Like it, share it, tell your mama to like it. You know, I'm trying to get to 1K ASAP on the like, so make sure that you tell some people to go like the page, man. Damn it. Damn it. If you're not already, follow me on Instagram, RobinE93. My link tree is posted in my bio, so all of my content and listening platforms will pop up for you there. Today, I wanted to do a special dedication and tribute to one of my favorite, favorite movies of all time. So make sure you tune in and keep listening. New episode dropping right now. Yes, new episode for you guys. My bad. (laughs) I actually slept all weekend. I was tired as hell. Like, my body, my mind was tired. You know, I've been just doing a lot, going through a lot, and, um... When your soul is tired, you know, everything kind of just slows down. But we back in effect. It's Sunday. It's peaceful. I got all 30 hours of sleep, so I'm good. (laughs) Love Jones. Yes, yes, yes. Love Jones was recently added to Netflix, and people cannot stop talking about it. I don't know if it's because people never really took the time to give Love Jones the credibility that it deserved or never really got into it. I think a lot of it has to do with we were younger, our generation, you know, as far as 90s babies, we were younger when the movie first came out. So we didn't get the whole gist of it until we got a little bit older. But I love it. I love the fact that people are interested in this movie and that they're falling in love with it again. When I was in college, and I had no cable, you feel me? Um, good, good DVDs on deck. You know, in Walmart or like Target, you can get the um, disc that got like four movies on it type shit. Like maybe all Jim Carrey or like all Eddie Murphy or something. But I had had one of these. I had this on a four disc set. So it was this, um, Brown Sugar, Love and Basketball, and Jason's Lyric. Shout out to Jason's Lyric. That's another underrated black film right there. But... This was something that I watched probably like five times a week, like every day, you feel me, every day. And I became obsessed with this depiction of blackness. It just consumed me. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like I didn't even know black people did shit like this. (laughs) So Love Jones premiered March 14th, 1997, um, same year as the Titanic, actually. So during the time of its initial release, Love Jones was overshadowed by, you know, um, this made-up romance that was rooted in the history of the Titanic. So it really didn't get a lot of recognition until after the fact, which I think a lot of great films usually go through. Um, Every so often you have something premiere like Titanic where it just kind of takes off. But again, this is a predominantly white cast um, headlined with, you know, um, um, Leonardo DiCaprio and you know it got a lot more publicity obviously had more money involved in it than Love Jones did but that still didn't take away the imprint that Love Jones made on the black community and in the black media culture uh, film industry you know during the 90s there was like this elite black Hollywood 
you know, including Lorenz Tate, uh, Nia Long, Morris Chestnut, um, Gabrielle Union later, Regina King. So it was like this little set of black people within Hollywood that were really pushing out depictions of black media that we really weren't getting. And Love Jones was one of those movies that made that type of imprint in the black media realm during that time. I wanted to kind of go into a breakdown besides the fact that it's a great film, why it's really a great film and some key points to think about why it's more than just, you know, a 90s classic. It's something that's timeless. And there's so many key elements that are involved in Love Jones that we kind of look over it, not knowing the impressions that it's already made on us. So it was directed by a black man, Theodore Witcher. Um, it was a tale centered in the heart of Chicago. Glimpses of Lakeshore Drive, the fountain, and of course the wild hair reggae bar, you know, set the mood for the movie. Shout out to the wild hair. After I watched this movie, obviously I got older and I was like, I want to know if this, you know, place is that. Like I need to, I tried to look up everything. The sanctuary, it's not real. It's not real. Sorry, uh, I Googled it, and then I saw somebody else Googled it and all that shit, but it's not real. But the wild hair is real. It's like on the north side. And me and my best friend went up there. And when I tell you, this shit is magical. <laughs> it's just really a vibe, and you have to go with friends, and they have a kitchen that stays open late, and the jerk chicken is fat, fat, fat. And there's always a live band there, and the drinks are always strong. Um, it's really just you know, a magical moment. So as I got older and I was able to go there and experience it and think about the movie, I was just like, oh yeah, this is, this is a place that you can come and fall in love, a place that you can come, you didn't know you was going to fall in love and then you fell in love or just fall in love with the atmosphere of the place. So having that, you know, added into the movie, it definitely created a more realistic tone for that black love. You know, one of the things that I feel like are really important within Love Jones is the depiction of blacks in the arts. So, you know, Nina was a freelance photographer. Darius quit his job and became a, you know, writer, author, publishing his first book. And then it even goes into, you know, his friends, how they are more than just the side friends, quote unquote, or the friends that, you know, aren't really doing shit. Sheila, who was the only woman uh, in the group of guy friends, um, she did this outburst and dance and like an African dance, um, bringing up deep topics as well. So that kind of lets me know that she's a thinker. That kind of lets me know that she's very expressive. She may be a dancer. You know, we never really get to go deep into the characters uh, except for Savan. But I think showing those pieces of of her kind of lets you create who she is, you know what I'm saying? Let you know that she is, you know, um, artsy in a sense. Savan, um, he's playing his African drum, and he also goes into expression of topics. To me, I think he's kind of like the dad <laughs> of the group. He seems older and he seems wiser, but I like that he pulled out an African drum. I like that he had natural hair. So things like that. And Eddie, um, who had his tits and bits, um, he's hosting the open mic at the sanctuary. So to me, that kind of lets me know that, you know, he's very poetic. Um, he's very into 
underground artists because that's a place where people can go that don't really, you know, have the exposure um, or just kind of want to do something different, you know, or express themselves in a method that they couldn't be able to express. So I like being able to see blacks in this artsy form. You know, everybody's just real cool dressing, but you don't see all these chains and, you know what I'm saying, Nikes and shit and jerseys. You don't see that. You see kind of this grown black right here coming at you with poetry, with discussions about God, how God could be a woman, discussions about love, discussions about, you know, emotion, decisions, things that black people talk about normally but we never depict that when we have an opportunity to create our depictions so that was very powerful for me I'm a journalism person that was my major in college so writing expressing myself through words is very 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 important to me aside from rap aside from music you understand what I'm saying we have to expand all of the things that we're interested in because we are interested in the writing, in the literature, in the poetry. You know what I'm saying? We are fluent in language. We have the ability to express ourselves so well. So I really, really love that aspect about the movie. No violence. Do you understand? Let me say that again. No violence. There was no violence in the movie other than Darius going to fuck in on Nina. <laughs> So they was arguing in the crib. He was he was going in on her ass. But there was no violence in the movie. Because as adults, you can't always use, um, you know, your past to defend your behavior in the present. And I feel like in black communities, we always try to use the way that we were brought to explain why we're so vital now. And yes, sometimes that can be a driving force. I'm not excusing that. I'm not saying that that's not a reason for you to behave the way you behave in certain instances. But communication is such a basic skill that we all actually have. I don't know if you're aware of that. But um, you're able to talk. You're able to express yourself without your hands. So I love the fact that there was no violence in the movie. Not amongst, you know, Darius and Wood. And Darius really could have got in on Wood ass for, you know, trying to creep on Nina like he did. But he didn't. You know what I'm saying? He didn't. There was no you know, nasty altercation that was going to happen or that was stopped mid, you know, altercation. It never really got there. So I'm really happy that they didn't show that depiction in black film, especially with all of these black people involved. And they in the city. Let me say that again. They're in Chicago. <laughs> and we're not going to sit up here and say the violence in Chicago has only started as of now. You know what I'm saying? This is an ongoing situation that's happened. But they didn't want to shed light on that aspect of black culture. And I really, really appreciate the director for doing that. We are more than, you know, what's described of the city that we live in. Um, I also like the fact that they show why self-expression is normal in the black community. Listen, listen, listen. Y'all know we can get uptight. We can shy away from expression for fear of weakness, you know, um, for fear of not being looked at serious. But it is a part of life and it's a part of being a human being. And there's nothing wrong with putting your leg, you know, leg out there sometimes for, you know, fear of what could happen versus doing it just so you can get that shit off your chest. Just so you can tell somebody where the fuck you was coming from. You know, uh, Darius and Savan. 
they were playing pool and they were expressing themselves a lot. And I feel like the director had moments because really Savon and Darius had most of these moments and Darius and Nina, but he depicted it with two black men, two grown black men, platonic friends. You know what I'm saying? One who's a father, one who had a family versus a single black man. And he showed this vulnerability between these two men expressing themselves, which made it comfortable, which made it feel like, oh, yeah, man, you rap. I feel like that. You know, I feel like that, too. So I really like that the director decided to show that aspect um, of male expression that black men still to this day struggle, you know, so hard to do. Anytime I feel like a black man does express himself, he tries to find a joke, you know, within that expression to kind of roll it off versus letting us take what what you just said let us take what you expressed and digest that shit let me understand you you know through your words Darius writing his blues for Nina now that was bold you feel me he he uh he put that whole leg out (laughs) on that one (laughs) especially just meeting her but that was expression and he was like let me express myself in a way, one, to catch your attention. You know, I ain't going to give you the old two-step, one rhyme. Two, so that you can see where I'm coming from. Man, I would love for a nigga to write me a damn poem. What? <laughs> I might not fuck with you that hard after that, but you definitely got my attention. I'm definitely intrigued at this point. And that, that one for Darius, Nina was intrigued period, whether she wants to believe it or not. When he made his way over to her crib after seeing her at the store, she could have not opened that door. You feel me? I, If I wasn't interested, I wouldn't have opened the door. But she did because he was looking good and she was interested because of that poem. Niggas, key, key lesson, write a bitch a poem. <laughs> um. Also, Nina halfway expressing her feelings and Darius halfway expressing his feelings, too. So this is just showing you what happens when you don't express yourself. You know, they had been fucking around doing their thing and it got to a point of what are we? Where are we going to go from here? If I'm going to go see somebody, is this a problem? If it is, let me know and I won't go. But Darius decided not to do that. I don't think that Nina should have went back, honestly, um, to go, you know, see her ex type shit or whatever. I wasn't feeling that at all. I think if you're done with that situation, especially if you got this man right here cooking omelets and shit, I'm gonna need you to just roll with that, you know, but she did. Um, but she threw it out there to see whether or not he was going to do it. So Darius should have told her from the jump, if you fuck, go back and fuck with that nigga. I'm not fucking with you no more type shit. We done type shit. But men feel like they can't say that. You don't want to lose that pussy? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it fucked them up in the end because they both ended up miserable at the end of the day without each other. And then Darius stopping Nina in the rain at the end to tell her, you know, he was still in love. It had been, what, I think like a year or something that had went past. And, you know, 
they never talked through that whole time that they were separated like that, that they were gone. But he had the opportunity to see her like he did. And he like, look, I'm going to put it out there on the line, let you know that I still love you. And in the end, they ended up being together. So it's a little bit of a movie aspect to it. Obviously, things don't always work like that. As fine as Nina is in real life, she probably would have had another nigga. She probably did have another nigga. But she didn't care because she, you know, she loved him. But self-expression is very important. Um... Not only, again, just to kind of gain something for you, but so that the other person can kind of understand where you're coming from. And it's just comfortability. Don't ever feel like you can't express yourself to somebody, especially if it's a friend or somebody that you're close to, somebody that you're laid up with. Black class. You know, so if you noticed in the movie, there was no booty shaking being shown. You understand what I'm saying? There was no ratchet scenes of corner boys or crack houses or trap houses or none of that shit. There was none of that shown. Nina wasn't half naked, weaved up, you know, makeup up. She looked a real natural, real ethnic, real fly. Darius, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have gold chains. Damn near didn't have a lineup. <laughs> Definitely needed one. But they were, you know, just kind of this plain black in a sense classy black i ain't gonna say plain classy black again a depiction during that time we never really shed too much light on i mean they wore leather jackets you know and these neutral colors and natural hair and feels you know blacks we're always so caught up on the aesthetics and how to look the part you know versus being comfortable um being us you know don't you know it's cheaper to be yourself so I really love that aspect of the movie, too. It just gave you that sense of, like, I know these people. You know what I'm saying? I know a Savan. I know a Sheila. I know a Nina. You know what I'm saying? It, it makes it more relatable, in a sense, because it's not someone that's unattainable. It's not someone that you're never going to see. It's someone that you see all the time in the black community um, that you never really get opportunity to talk to because they don't have the gold chains on or because they don't have the Nikes on or whatever. So I really love that they, you know, didn't include any of those aspects in it either. There's a lot of things that weren't included in Love Jones that are included in a lot of other black classics. So that's why I want to point out little things like this, because it's something that you overlook, I think. But to me, this was something that a lot of people overlooked. Black class, baby. Black class. And last but not least, Love Jones shows how love ain't supposed to be easy (laughs) you know reminds us how things really can be when you're dealing with somebody that you're trying to love or somebody that you do love and you don't know really what to do with it you know Nina attempted to rekindle something but it was whack you know and Darius met a little strag but as soon as he was able to be back with Nina then it was that They both, you know, left each other's lives just to wind up together, you know, through it all, love really prevails. But I think in the black media depictions, um, we kind of get this impression that, you know, in Hollywood, um, love is supposed to be one, two, three. And that's really not the case of it. It shouldn't be treacherous now, you know what I'm saying? It shouldn't be something that got you out here bad, but it's not going to be easy. And if it's 
something that you really want, you have to keep at it. You have to make sacrifices. And sometimes you have to separate in order to come back together to, to see if this is still something that you really want. I really think that time apart from, from Nina and Darius gave them both time to put things in retrospect. Darius ended up dedicating his book to Nina, which wouldn't have happened had they not been together for that time, which wasn't even super long, really. You know what I'm saying? I think the movie is like a span, maybe over, almost over a year. And then they separate for that year. So just being around someone, building that bond with them, having them leave your life and giving you time to put things in perspective really can be the test of love and really can let you know what it is you did wrong or what it is that you didn't like about the other person and how you guys can come back together and make things right. I'm a big softie at heart. I love love. I love romance. Um, And I feel that it is going to have struggles. You have to decide if this person is worth the struggle. You have to decide if this person is worth the marriage, if they're worth the love, if they're worth the sacrifice. If they're not willing to really think about it, then maybe it's not for you. Even when they broke up initially, Darius broke up with her. I mean, I think through that whole time, he was still, you know, in love with her. He tried to catch her when she left on the train and he was too late, even though they hadn't spoken, you know, in maybe like a couple of weeks or something like that. So I feel like it's a message again showing how this love shit don't go away. (laughs) And if you really want somebody, you have to go out of your way to make it happen. Don't lose yourself. Again, don't lose yourself. So I feel like with Darius, after he chased her ass in the train, he was like, okay, fuck her for a little bit. But he didn't want to, you know, get out of his element. He didn't want to stop living his life. She didn't want to stop living her life, etc. But when the opportunity presented itself, love prevailed. A lesson, a lesson. And then like a bonus thing, the soundtrack was A1 because period, what? Yeah, Maxwell, Lauren Hill on there. Stop playing with me. The soundtrack in itself should have got a fucking Grammy. Who, whoever scored that did they fucking shit. <laughs> but I feel like um, it definitely set the tone for the 90s at that time. So when you listen to the soundtrack, it instantly puts you back in a 90s frame of what you were doing or what you were wearing or who you were with. So I love that. It's a timeless, timeless soundtrack. And I feel like the movie also depicted men and women as friends, you know, versus fucking or whatever. That was refreshing. Circling back to Sheila. <laughs> I really wish they would have went into more depth with Sheila because she was lit. I liked her. She was lit. She seemed very knowledgeable. But I liked that she was the only girl in this group of guys. She kind of seemed like the big sister. And she was able to still maintain her dominance within her, you know, friendship to these men. I have a lot of male friends, and any guy that I date, I always make it apparent that I have a lot of male friends. So please don't feel like you can't fuck with me because of these niggas. You know, if you're my bae, if you're my man, I'm going to bring you around them, and I want you to be able to hang out with them. I want you to be able to conversate with them and not be so fixated on the what-ifs and the maybes. But it's possible. I know I did an episode on platonic friendships. I feel like it's possible, for real. So, um, yeah. Of course, shout out to the cast of Love Jones. Um, It was full of woke, beautiful, and memorable people. You know, Love Jones explains the depictions of modern blacks through a love story that we all know too well. So if you haven't seen 
Love Jones. I would highly recommend you to see it. I just first and foremost want to give a big shout out to the director again, Theodore Witcher, for making a black classic film. Love Jones is something that instills black love in me. It's something that shows black excellence, black class. It also shows that we are so much more than violence and drugs and all of these other factors that America has pushed on our culture since they brought us here. If you haven't seen Love Jones, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you to see it one day, see it with your boo, see it alone, and really take in all of the aspects and elements that it has to offer. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with me. As always, subscribe to Pillow Talk Podcast, streaming on all major platforms. Peace out.